Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation, so sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are joining us from. This is Lisa Woolfort coming to you from Charlottesville, Virginia, and I am so excited to introduce you all, not introduce you all, reintroduce and welcome back to the Stitch Please podcast, Miss Linda Nance of Gotta Be Handmade. Now, Linda was kind enough to come on to the program last year on December 10th, 2019, We talked and had an interview. Her episode was released December 18th. Her episode is number 10 in the Stitch Please podcast roster. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. She was amazing. And luckily for us, she still continues to thrive and be amazing. Last year, we talked about, in in 2019, we talked about Christmas crafts. And this year, we're talking about something similar, but I want to talk about just the wonderful work that Linda Nance does. And she's such a, she's such a, just a beautiful spirit. Have y'all ever met somebody who, when you talk to them, it's like your heart gets warmer. That's what I feel when I'm talking to Linda Nance. And so I am so happy to welcome Linda back to the program, joining us from South Carolina in the home of the South Carolina Pinecone, which I learned a lot about in 2019 when we had our our first conversation. Welcome back, Linda. Thank you for being here today. Hello. Thank you for having me. This is so amazing. So when we spoke back in 2019, Linda, you were doing a lot of work with the South Carolina Pinecone. And you were talking about all the different parts of the pine cone, which I didn't know anything about. Are you still doing pine cone crafts or pine cone work this year? Yes, I am. This year, I have South Carolina pine cone angels. My angels have been selling all season long, and I'm busy making them every day. From the world's greatest pine cones, South Carolina pine cones. This is fantastic. I am so happy that you have found a a way that the pine cones can communicate beyond, I actually don't even know what the purpose of a pine cone is. I guess maybe is a pine cone where a pine tree grows from? What is the purpose of a pine cone? How about that? That's the best question. What is the point of a pine cone, Miss Linda Nance? Like, I... I see them on the ground. They're interesting. But I'm just like, is this just litter from trees? I don't know. What is a pine cone? What is it for? When I lived in D.C., that's exactly what I thought they were, litter. But you know what? Since I moved to the country and nothing is here, I used to say that all the time. I would sit on my porch and there is dirt and trees and weeds no people. And I used to say, it's nothing here. I was driving by 
our high school and on the ground with pine cones. And I said, Lord, I don't like it here. It's nothing here. And I looked over and I said, oh, there's some pine cones. I pulled over and I picked up a pine cone and I said, I can make things from these. And that's how it got started. The Lord was answering my prayer. It's something here. Pine cones are the home for pine tree seeds. They protect the seeds. The cone itself protects the seeds so we can have uh, pine trees. And you know what pine trees are good for? We need the pine wood. They are making everything from pine uh, nowadays. Oh, that's such a, that is such a good point. It was so funny when you said, you know what we need pine trees for? I was like, for Christmas trees in our house. And you were probably like, no, that's not why. I was very excited. I thought I knew the answer. I thought for sure the answer was so we could have Christmas trees in our house. But of course, that is obviously not the answer. But you said, you're right. So I guess they're making everything out of pine, like so many like furniture and yes. so many other shelving, home accessories. Yes. And my sewing machine table. Oh, my word. Did you make that yourself? <laughs> you made, some, you my made husband, something really spectacular. My husband made the, the my cutting table, which is yes. it, my cutting table is about nine feet long. And it is approximately... Two and a half. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. I want to back up a little bit in your story because one of the things I love about what you're doing is that you're reminding us that even when we think nothing is there, there's always something. And the idea that you could look over after saying, oh, there's just nothing here. I'm just, I'm, I'm bored. It's lovely to be out in the country, but I don't have anything to do. And then everything that you see around you is responding and saying, wait, you can do something with this. Yes. And my paintings, paintings, I'm not yes. a trained artist. I always wanted to take classes and learn to paint. But I'm not a trained artist. I paint and I take the scales, which are the little sticky things that hang all around the pine cone that we know the pine cone for. I cut those off yes. and I apply them somewhere on my paintings. So I use the pine cones not only to make my angels and Christmas ornaments, I also use the scales on my paintings. I remember that you had this beautiful painting that I, I think we used it as part of the cover art for last year's episode of a black woman in profile. And you yes. had used some of the, what did you call them from the pine cone? The leaves? Scales. The, the scales of the pine uh -huh. cone. And you had arranged them in the shape to be her hair. Yes. Oh my goodness. That was incredible. It One was so of my great. black ladies a couple of months ago. Hey, wonderful. Mm -hmm. it was a it's a really beautiful, it's a really beautiful image. And I really love I how organic it is. 
And I, when I think about the work that you're doing, I return to the idea of something being organic, things that grow naturally, and that you are participating in this cycle of elevating these things and bringing these things to our attention and reminding us that you can make art out of everyday things because everyday life itself is the subject of art. That's right. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about one of your most recent, and do you have a favorite from the the video log that you've been doing? I always love watching your video logs because your voice is so calming and you would sit out on that porch and talk about things like just listening or being calm or something like that. And it, it just made me feel more calm. Do you, have you been doing that lately as well? Yes, I have. I started my blog because I saw a young man doing it. And I said, oh, my friend told me, Linda, I need you to teach my uh, daughter. When you come on and talk, I want you to teach her something. So combined with watching him do his blog post and my friend asking me to teach her daughter something about life every time I went live. That's how my blog started. And every time I think, okay, it's time to close these out and end this and not do this anymore, I'll get a message or something, and I'll keep them going. So I just did my Thanksgiving blog, which is my 35th blog post. Congratulations, I'm getting so many comments about it. I'm glad people are liking the blog post. They are. They're really. They, it really is like a word. It is a word. Like either you're sitting in your car, or you're sitting on your porch, or you're sitting in the craft studio, and you are sharing things that you have learned with us who might, who may or may not have learned them, or may not have learned them in the way that you are explaining. And that's something I just find really exciting, but also very reassuring. And another thing that I really appreciate about your vlog is that you have this beautiful record of the lessons that your friend had requested for her daughter, that you are able to, to let us know and to remind us of things that are essential. Yes. Yes. That's what people are telling me. So I'm keeping the vlogs going. That is really excellent. So let's talk about one of the very first pine cone angel ornaments that you made this year. You said that these have been doing really well. They're selling and you've been really happy with how the the outcome of this project has been. Talk about how you get started with making those. Like what's required to work on a pine cone ornament other than, of course, a pine cone. The angels came about because I needed a product that I could sell all year. And I said, so much is happening. We need angels. We need angels. And we need angels all year. And I take the pine cone, and the top of the pine cone is where I put the head. The heads are made from polymer clay, or I use uh, the, the pine tree balls. The circles you buy, you can buy uh, round 
bones that's made from pine trees. I use those, mm -hmm. and that's the head, and then we go from there. The hair is whatever I come up with at the time. And I add the hair, and the wings are made from a bow from any type of ribbon. And that's the basis for my angels. And I always put a hook some way for you to hang them. And you can hang them from your car. You can hang them on a hook. Or you can hang them on your Christmas tree if you're going to use them for the holiday. This is so cute. I'm looking at one now, one that you made, I believe, uh, a couple days ago. And it's the it's an angel, and her hair looks like it's made out of ribbon itself or tulle or something. And she's got this cute little sweet expression on her face. Oh my gosh, adorable! Absolutely adorable. Thank you. I've been making them, and they've been selling as quickly as I get them made. I had a shop full of them, and they are all gone today. I'm, I have a big shipment going out. And I think that only leaves me two in my Etsy shop. So that's a good thing. I'm blessed with the that, angels. That is a good thing indeed. I, I keep going back to your original story about the pine cones and how you were looking at them and not seeing them before. Yes. When you would look around and you would say, oh, there's nothing here. I don't, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. And then you start to, and you say, that's a pine cone. And that's another one. And then there's so many. And now you have this new avenue for your creativity that's based in the world around you. Yes. And it's helping you to see, yeah, and it's like helping you to see things differently. And I wonder if you might talk a little bit, do you think that there's a lesson in that for everybody, whether it's about pine cones or not, about perspective? I really do, especially in a time like now this day and time. I think this is an amazing time. The best time in this old bird's life is today. I'm so grateful that I live to be here today. Today, I see black artists, black business owners on your broadcast. I learn about so many that I never existed this is our time. During this time, if we look at all of the negatives that's happening and branch out, we'll take over. It is amazing. I used to sit on my porch and I say, Lord, it's nothing here. And I would cry, I couldn't sleep. I, I miss DC so much. D.C. was my city. When Daddy and I would go, we, Daddy missed his brother so much when he moved to Atlanta from D.C. that he, we would go at least three times a month. He missed his brother so. And when we would hit wow. the district, Daddy would say, baby, we home And I had a little of that with Daddy. Had. I missed it just that much. And now, with the pine cones, with this heat and the flies and the bugs, the Lord is opening up so many avenues for me. I am simply amazed. I use the scales on glass ornaments for Christmas, 
as my new pine cone art for the year. The angels are selling like mad. For the first time in this old bird's life, I had a Black Friday sale. I had a small business Saturday sale. And today I'm having a Cyber Monday sale as a senior citizen in business. Isn't that amazing? It's, today is, right now, it's 74 degrees and it's getting hotter. And combine that with hot flashes and girl is hot. I'm, oh my word. I can grow rosemary. Rosemary yes. thrives from yes. January yes. to December. Rosemary. It and grows and grows and grows. I have it in a pot and it's, it must be five feet. My husband's going to have to get a chainsaw and cut it into four pieces so I can repot it. It just thrives. I started offering it in my Etsy shop. And I sold one or two orders every now and then. I met Marcus Lamonas, and I told him I need to make some money. I'm a senior citizen, and I have rosemary. Anything I can do with it? He started giving me suggestions. I have a new website coming out January for my rosemary. And I give. Yes. Yes. I give basil. And sage, sage grows maybe seven, eight, eight months in the year here. I give, I grow sage all in the country. That's what we can do. Look at our businesses and we can no longer do what we were doing. And see mm -hmm. what we can do. Yes. Yes. It's a lesson. It's a lesson about pivoting. Yes. It's about, I think that recording as we are now at the end of 2020, and we've had this very difficult pandemic year with so many things changing, with so many people being unable to see their loved ones for all these different reasons about isolation and social distancing. Yes. It's been a real challenge for all businesses, for people, for schools, for governments, for everybody. But this story that you're telling about making a change yeah. and noticing what's around you, yeah. growing where you're uh, growing where you're planted. Yeah. It's such a beautiful story. And that rosemary, oh my goodness, a five five feet across. That is amazing. It's like you have a hedge. Yeah. In a pot. <laughs> A hedge in a pot. <laughs> yes. You know what happened? Because the rosemary is growing, and I'm going to have a website, and people are buying the rosemary, I had to get out and search for the nearest to get me some plants. I had to search for nursery that, so I could buy more rosemary and more sage and more basil and more herbs, which caused me to have to meet new people. And it's been amazing. That is wonderful. Really wonderful. And I, again, this idea of plants, they will, they will grow. If you, give an, if you give them an environment that is hospitable, 
like the, the, the continued warmer temperatures in South Carolina, you will get these beautiful blooming results. And so now you have a whole new branch of your artistic practice that's based in plants. So what are you what are you doing with the rosemary, basil, and sage that you are growing and finding? I sell it. I sell it by the sprigs. And orders used to be eight sprigs. But I'm realizing that's a bit much for a home cook. So I cut that down to six sprigs, and now I tell you how to use it. On my Facebook business page, that got to be handmade. Every day or every other day, I post things you can do with the rosemary. Here we have a lot of flies, for example. And in studying rosemary, mm -hmm. I found out that it's good for insects. So I made a wreath out of the rosemary and hung it on my back porch to see if it really worked, and it does. It really does. A few sprigs so around the door or attached to a wreath or something like that really helps with bugs. And rosemary is good for your memory. Any way you can digest it and get it in your system. And I have all sorts of recipes. I had duck for Thanksgiving and I used rosemary for my duck that I cook. And it's just amazing. That's, that is amazing. That is fantastic. I want to take a, a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk a bit more about what, what is next for you and also some of the folks that you have been meeting with all your work and involvement in social media. So everybody, we are talking with Linda Nance today of Gotta Be Handmade. She is such a wonderful, generous soul. She was on the program back in December of 2019. I'm so happy to have her back with us now. Stay tuned and we'll continue this conversation. The Stitch Please podcast is really growing. Um, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and ask a favor. If you are listening to this podcast on a medium that allows you to rate it or review it, for example, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please do so. If you're enjoying the podcast, if you could drop me a five-star rating, if you um, have something to say about the podcast um, and you wanted to include that, a couple sentences in the review box of Apple makes a really big difference in how the podcast is evaluated by Apple, how it becomes more visible. It really is a way to lean into the algorithm that helps to rank podcasts. Um, so if you had time to do that, to drop a little line, in the review feature of the podcast, that would be really appreciated and it would help us to grow even further and faster. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you. If you are just joining us, we are listening to, you are listening to the Stitch Please Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork, and I am speaking today with Linda Nance of Gotta Be Handmade. She is a returning guest. She was on the program back on December 18th of 2019, and now we are here in 2020 uh, because she was just so much fun, and I just learned so much about what it meant to live your full life 
discovering new things. We know that for many of us, it can be challenging to learn things as an adult, has really thrived in her retirement. And she talks about herself um, as a senior citizen who is just all over the internet. She's got the Facebook page and the page for her business and her YouTube channel, and she's on Twitter. And she was talking earlier about, in the previous segment, about how when she went to the nursery to learn about these new plants and to get new plants for this new part of her business, that she was meeting new people. And so this was one thing I definitely wanted to ask you about, Linda. I was on your, I think this was, I saw this on one of, I think it must have been an Instagram Live that you had done. And so you have to tell us about your friend, Kathy. Because I was flipping through and I was like, wait a minute, I think I know who this person is. So tell me, so this is Kathy Ireland, y'all. And Kathy Ireland is like a celebrity spokesmodel. She had a line of linens and she does lots of different things. And she and uh, Miss Linda Nance, of course, are buddies. So tell me about how you met Kathy. (laughs) I don't know if we're buddies, but Kathy would talk with me about my blog post on Twitter. And I just knew her as Kathy. I thought she was such a nice young lady. And I was telling my sister something that she had asked me about. Something on one of the blogs. I can't remember what. And I told my sister, I said, her name is Kathy Ireland. And we talk on Twitter. And my sister said, are you saying Kathy Ireland? And I said, yes. She said, you know Kathy Allen. I said, no, I know her on Twitter. She said, yes, you do. I said, no, I don't. She said, Google her. And when I Googled her, I immediately went to Twitter and apologized to her for not knowing who she was. I did not know (laughs) the famous billionaire Kathy Allen. I never plus-sized. So swimsuits and stuff, fashion and couture fashion, it doesn't come my way. (laughs) And and she agreed to do an interview with me. I asked her, would she do an interview with our summer camp crafters and tell us one piece of business advice? So she did a live interview with me for a few moments and gave us uh, a piece of business advice. And it was wonderful. And we still talk on it. Oh, that is so great. That is so... Well, I think the, the thing that I love about that, I don't think you needed to go on and apologize for not knowing who she was. <laughs> I think that it's because of who you are. I just find you to be such a genuine and open-hearted person um, and so creative and so committed to the work that you're doing. But also... So much of the work that you do is also forward facing. And by that, when you're talking to the camera with your vlogs, it's you're talking to each and every one of us. It's you have a special message that you are giving. And I know you mentioned earlier in the previous segment that this was something that was motivated by one of your friends who wanted you to offer like some kind of life wisdom and advice to her daughter. And I feel like I really benefit from that, even though I'm not the person that this advice was motivated by. But I do feel like when I watch your vlogs, 
I am benefiting because I am learning something. I think that your voice does such a beautiful job of making people, at least making me feel held, that you're like acknowledging that things might be difficult or there might be challenges or that there might be storms or sometimes you need to just sit with things or to slow down. That was one of the things that that's a big lesson for me. I'm the type of person that's always busy, 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 busy. And I think you had a message about just just sitting and yeah. being still. And sometimes you need to, sometimes you need to sit on the porch and watch the rain. Yeah. Sometimes you need to sometimes you need to do that. That's right. Pausing. That's what. Yeah, pausing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that one. I I think that was one of my favorites. And again, y'all, you all can go back and you can listen to these wonderful vlogs. They are on her IG on IG Live, and also on IGTV. I think you have a lot of them archived there on IGTV mm-hmm. for people to access. And on the so YouTube that's channel. so do. Yes, absolutely. On her YouTube channel. This is someone who is doing it all. This is someone who is, she's, you are on far more social media channels than I am. I find Twitter very confusing and YouTube is a world that's so far away from where I'm comfortable that I really admire you for, for being there and being in that space and, and, and really thriving. So I'm just so excited for you. I'm so excited for all the growth and this new line of work and artistic product that you've been able to create for yourself. That's really wonderful. I was also saying that I looked on a couple of days ago and you it's so right now it's early December when I hope this episode will be released and your house is already decorated. How is that? Do you normally decorate for Christmas right after Thanksgiving? No, I usually decorate in September. Remember, we're coming from D.C. So I used to put up my decorations and lights and everything in September because it would be too cold for the old bird to be outside. I just <laughs> happen to do it down here as well. So it's on, it's up, but it's not turned on. This is my last year of doing that. I feel like I'm missing out on Thanksgiving. And this year I've been so blessed that I need mm. to really enjoy Thanksgiving as well. So I'm not going to do that anymore. This is my last year of doing that. I'll wait until December the 1st or the first week of December to put up the lights. Wow. It it looks really nice. And if you are the type of person like I am who appreciates a good kind of Christmas landscape or Christmas scape, or I'm not sure how to describe when people decorate their rooms or houses for Christmas. I admire it, even though I don't, really do it. We've never hung up lights outside of our house. I just, I don't know why, maybe because I'm afraid of heights. So I know I for sure would never be the one to do it. (laughs) And I can't really put that on somebody else to do, but we do a lot of stuff on the inside. And I do having the nice tree and all of those kind of, those are the things I really do. And so that's why when you said a lot of things come from pine, the first thought I had was actual Christmas tree. I think I'm ready for some seasonal joy right now. Can I ask you about what is next for you? You said that you have a new website and that's going to be coming out in January of 2021 or do you yes. do you have a, an estimated date for it? Yes, the new website should be coming out around the 15th of January 2021 and that's going to be totally devoted to my rosemary and herbs. It's going to be a website just for that. I will still have my pine cone art and my pine cone angels 
in my Etsy shop, and mm-hmm. I just started a brand new quilting group on Facebook. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. Because you've been designing skirt. some quilt patterns. I saw this. You had a little, I think it was a little black girl with ponytails, I believe. Yes. You were I'm, designing quilt patterns. Yes, I designed black quilt patterns, and I'm not a quilter. I just enjoyed <laughs> designing the patterns. My mom was a master quilter, and but we never had quilts that represented us. As old as I am, our home was always filled with magazines and things, and thankfully for uh, Mr. Johnson, we had every type of ebony and jet. Uh, available in our home, mm-hmm. but our yes. art was not black, and the quilts were not black. And I decided mm. to uh, design black quilt patterns. I designed my first pattern I know thirty or more years ago, probably over forty years mm-hmm. ago. And mm. I love designing quilt patterns, but I'm not a quilter, so I had to okay. learn. I have to learn to put my blocks together to make certain they are right. So I said, I don't want to do it alone. So I started a quilting. A quilter's journey on Facebook, and together we'll learn how to quilt correctly. And make my quilt patterns. That is wonderful. So you, this is, this just shows how you have this such a great, like a really fun spirit of adventure. Because you're like, I don't quilt, but I would like to make some quilt patterns and I would like them to be black girls. And so now I mm-hmm. shall learn how to do that. And that's what you're doing. And you're just doing yeah. that. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. And so I, you're. Mm-hmm. I create uh, the quilt patterns, but I couldn't get help. I contacted textile companies, I con- contacted other quilt pattern designers. And they would always ask, are you a quilter? And when I would say, no, I'm not a quilter. And they say, but you're designing quilt patterns. Okay. That would end the conversation. Hmm. So I have to learn to quilt, even though that had nothing to do with designing my patterns. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for your group now, for the group, A Quilter's Journey, it's about mm-hmm. you learning to quilt as mm-hmm. well as learning to design and build upon some of the patterns that you've already drawn. And are you designing mm-hmm. these all by hand? Yes. Learning to construct the design patterns. That's what yes. I do. Yes. Yes. And learning the language of quilting. And you've helped me tremendously. When you post your your fabric sample and you tell us what you're doing and how to cut it out and everything, that helps me so much. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, and um, I have all types of quilt patterns now. I have hey. this church hat, which is a man's hat back in the day. Daddy's church hat was a big deal. You couldn't sit okay. on it. You know, 
You couldn't sit it on the bed. You couldn't sit of course it on not. the top of the car <laughs> after church. Oh, no, no, no. It had no, to go no. in the back windshield of the car. Yes. <laughs> That's and right. And men would meet outside. A lot of times smoking cigarettes. Daddy smoked Campbell cigarettes with no filter. And they would be talking about the steps in Wow. So one quilt so, pattern is devoted to my dad, which is daddy's church hat. It's a man's hat. Daddy's church hat. And so mm-hmm. this is another one of the beautiful things that you do is the way that you're preserving things, mm-hmm. that you are looking back on your personal history as well as a larger cultural history um, mm-hmm. about black men and dress and spirituality and community, all of these yeah. things that church represented. I and mean, also the yeah. idea that this is a form of adornment, this hat is a form of adornment that's so special that you want to take precautions with it. Like you're not going to yeah. just throw it on the top of the car and you're yeah. not just going to just throw it any old place. You're going yeah. to take it seriously. And this is something that, that, that someone could pass down, that it's, it really is a way of thinking about the relationship between you and your family. And also sharing that outward. That's really beautiful. So you've got the daddy's church hat pattern. You have mm-hmm. the little black girl pattern. Are there others Afro that you're working puffs. on now? Afro puffs. What, Afro puffs, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I have that one. I have the family reunion is coming out next. It's going to have oh, that's exciting. multiple faces, and you decorate the hair in honor of your uh, people at your family reunion. I'm gonna, my block will have three heads, one that represents Aunt Minnie, she had a high squeaky voice, and she always wore some sort of wrap around her head, kind of like I, I love Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So I'm going to have a wrap on her head, and then my uncle always had a big afro. Even okay. when he went gray, he didn't shave it off. He kept his afro until he died. So I'll have mm-hmm. white and black hair on him. That's going to be Uncle Hubbard's plot. Uh, and then I'm going to have a block for my Aunt Mary Lou. Aunt Mary Lou will curls every strand of hair in place. So there will wow. be three heads on the one quilt block. And you take the block and remember your family remembers. Wow. Oh, that is so beautiful that you can take this block and you can decorate the hair according to how people wore their hair in your family. And this idea of assembling your family in art, of putting them together is really so special, especially again during this time here we are in 2020 when there is a lot of enforced distance for Uh reasons of keeping the pandemic down and that people can't get together and have family reunions in the way that we might have. But Uh you have this quilt block that's been able to do that as well as to honor people from the past. It really is such a beautiful way of honoring your ancestors and honoring your family and also helping us and encouraging us to do the same. So this... Yes, absolutely. Linda, this has been such a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for taking your time out of, the, out of your day to talk with us. Tell us how we can find you on the socials and how we can get some of these patterns and pine cones and stuff. Okay, you can visit my Etsy shop, 
at Etsy.com. Gotta be handmade, and I'm sure I'll pop up on Google, and you can go right to my Etsy shop. That's for my uh, art and my pine cone angels. You can follow me on Instagram, and there I will post my blogs. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash gotta be handmade. And on YouTube, I have my interviews for my talk show with my handmade artists as well as my blog posts. And senior citizens, I want you to please, please, please get on Instagram. We need you on Instagram. They have this new thing called Reels, and I always post on Reels using old school music, and you'll love it. So get on Instagram and follow me at Gotta Be Handmade. Okay, everybody, you got your instructions. And if my mo- and if my mother is listening, she I'm trying to get y'all to be new best friends. If she is. If she is listening, which she says she does, Mama, you got to be more active on Instagram. Miss Linda is trying That's to give right. us some words here. So That's she right. does have an account. She does have an account. My mother does have an Instagram right. account. Yes. I don't know how often she uses it or goes to it, but she absolutely does have one. You got to get on that Instagram. So I will let her know. <laughs> I will send her a reminder. This has been such a delight. Thank you so much for coming back and talking with us. And I wish you a really very pleasant and positive holiday season. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. been listening to the stitch please podcast the official podcast of black women stitch the sewing group where black lives matter we appreciate you supporting us by listening to the podcast if you'd like to reach out with to us with questions you can contact us at blackwomenstitch at gmail.com if you'd like to support us financially you can do that by supporting us on patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n And you can find Black Women Stitch there in the Patreon directory. And for as little as $2 a month, you can help support the project with things like editing, transcripts, and other things to strengthen the podcast. And finally, if financial support is not something you can do right now, you can really help the podcast by rating it and reviewing it anywhere you listen to podcasts that allows you to review them. So I know that not all podcasts directories or services allow for reviews but for those who do for those that have a star rating or just ask for a few comments if you could share those comments and say nice things about us at the stitch please podcast that is incredibly helpful thank you so much come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together <laughs>